everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's February 5th. It's 2021, and we have nine <laughs> basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice of Six. My friend, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, members of the pod, friends of the pod, Stevie definitely over-exaggerated February today. It's been January two days in a row, so we just wanted to make sure we were still in February, but uh, happy to come on, man, obviously. Uh, welcome aboard, Dre. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, man, let's get cracking. Nine-game slate. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm sure you're excited, and let's see what nuggets we can uncover for the general public. Yeah, listen, I had to I had to break Dre in the right way by messing up the date. Like, there, there's nothing else... Um, <laughs> You know, but, you know, anyway, um, we are presented by Monkey Knife Fight. If you guys haven't checked them out, um, head on over to monkeyknifefight.com. You can sign up through our links to get a 100% bonus up to $50 on your first deposit. It will be in the description. Monkey Knife Fight is the fastest growing single player DFS site out there. If you haven't checked them out, take a look. Check them out. Give them, you know, give them, give them a shot. They're an awesome sponsor of the podcast. They got a ton of stuff going on for the Super Bowl and NBA. They're in full swing right now. So if you haven't checked them out, head on over there and check them out. Uh, Will, let's get started. We, you know, my favorite thing about this slate is there's only one team on a back-to-back. I feel like we've had so many teams in games this week of like two and threes, back-to-bats, three and fours, like. This is one of those nights where it's finally like, all right, there's only one team on a back-to-back, Utah, um, and like we have a lot of lines the night before. We have a lot of injury news the night before. So we're going to jump in here. New Orleans at Indiana, 226.5 total. Pacers favored by three. Pelicans good to go injury-wise. Uh, Levert out, Warren out for the Pacers. Will, New Orleans, this is a team that like overall this season, they're ranked 20th in pace. Over the last five games, they are playing at a much faster pace. They're in the top 10 in pace over the last five games. The defense have slipped a little bit. Stan Van Gundy is finally letting this team do what they need to do. Lonzo, you know, Ingram, Zion, this team wants to play fast. They have young talent. Um, What are we looking at here for the Pelicans? Yeah, man, I mean, I I, I actually do like this game as a whole. It's just... I'm I'm trying to figure out, you know, where I can play some guys, maybe Steven Adams at 5,800. I just, I've kind of been avoiding Zion, you know, mostly, and it hasn't really burned me kind of been avoiding Brandon Ingram as well. Uh, hasn't really, hasn't really burned me. I feel like I've kind of just been trying to take the spots where they're playing a Washington, they're playing a Sacramento, uh, you know, they're playing a, um, a Brooklyn, something like that. Outside of that, I just haven't been playing them. Now I was playing Lonzo, a few times back to back just because, you know, his price was just too low. Now he's back at 5,900 Price is pretty much caught up with the recent performance. Not that he can't outperform this price tag, but I think everybody is priced appropriately. Um, so I'm kind of going to avoid new Orleans. And that was a long explanation to just say, I'm not going to play them, but that's just kind of how I feel about it. Lonzo is one of those guys that in this type of game, as, as fast paced as this game is going to be, it's if this is a sneaky fast paced game, like Indiana's sixth in pace over the last five games, like this is a sneaky fast paced game on this slate. Um, and, and the thing that I like here about Lonzo is like they controlled the Phoenix again the other night. He was playing great and he only played 24 minutes. If this is going to be a competitive game, which it should be, um, we're potentially like this is a potential spot where he can go like maybe like six rebounds, six assists, 20 actual points. And now we're looking at like 5,900. We're looking at like 40 fantasy points. And like, that's a really solid day. And like, he's probably the guy that I'm most interested in just because Ingram and Zion are both in that 8K range. And could they crush at that price? Sure. Um, You know, Zion put up 48 the other night in 32 minutes against Phoenix is one of his better games this season. But just overall, when I'm looking at New Orleans, I think Alonzo is my favorite play. Um, I don't really want to touch any of these bench guys. Um, you know, JJ Reddick's kind of out of the rotation now. We've talked about that a lot recently. He got some minutes against Phoenix, but I feel like, again, it was just more um, the matchup in the, the game. What are we looking at here for the Pacers? Yeah, kind of a similar situation. I do like Jeremy Lamb at 5,200. Like, I think that price is fair. I know he only played 18 minutes against Milwaukee, but you know, that game was – 
just kind of out of hand. So I'm re- I'm really not worried about. And it was a back to back. Not really worried about that. I think his minutes will be will be back up here. Um, he does have multi positional uh, flexibility, which is which is really good for us. Uh, Sabonis at 8600. I think that's a fantastic price. And I also man, I don't hate Miles Turner at 6300. Now, Stevie, I will say this: Miles Turner is a guy that I did not play a whole lot over the years. This year, I've really ramped up getting him into my lineups. Uh, and most nights it's paid off. I think the price is fair uh, for, for, you know, some of the upside he's had. He's actually had really good upside with no Oladipo there. So I, I, I like Turner at 6,300. I think he's a, a really good tournament play. And they got run out of the gym against the Bucks the other night. It was the second end of a back-to-back. You never want to see like a Milwaukee or, you know, a team like that on the second end of a back-to-back. So fully writing that game off. Look at his recent production. It's definitely been there. I like the Turner call. Um, Brogdon's a little too expensive. Like if I was going to pay 8K for Brogdon, I'm going to find the extra 600 bucks for um, Sabonis. Like this guy is yeah. just, he, he seems like he's matchup proof. Um, you know, tough matchup, good matchup. It doesn't really matter because he's just, he's performing like, Tough matchup against Milwaukee the other night, and he put up 25 shots. He, he dropped 25 60. shots. 25 Ooh. shots. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got Chicago at Orlando, 221 and a half total here. Chicago favored by two. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. out, Porter doubtful. Um, and then the same suspects for Orlando, Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, Fultz, Isaac out, Aaron Gordon out. So you don't even have to worry about playing him today, Will. I know you're very excited about that. <laughs> um, let's start with um, let's start with the Chicago Bulls. What are we looking at here for the Bulls? Oh, man, I, it, this is a tough spot for me, Stevie, because I really don't like anyone. Uh, Thaddeus Young's been, I mean, pretty much playing fantastic, giving us about about forty fantasy points every night, even in limited minutes the other night. Now, listen, that was steals and blocks, um, but I I don't want to play Thad Young at sixty two hundred, so I think I'm going to take the fade. Uh, which the thing is, Otto Porter is still out, so he's probably still going to get 30 minutes. But I still think I'm going to fade him in that price. Zach Levine, you know, feels like he could be a good play here uh, at 88, 8400. Excuse me, but I, I don't, I don't think I want to go there, and I, I think that's kind of where I am. I, I don't, I don't really want to play any Bulls. I just, I, I don't like it. Just doesn't feel good. Yeah, like the Magic, obviously, with all these guys out, they've really struggled um, defensively. They were a team, you know, to start the season with Fultz and everybody, like they were top 10 defensive for what the first five, six, seven, eight games. Um, we were talking about how good they were defensively. Uh, they're 26 over the last five games. Uh, their defense has really dropped off. They're playing at a much faster pace. And I feel like that really just kind of results in like bad defense. So as much as I want to play the Bulls here, I, I think like the one guy you could play is like marketing. Um because he's he's 6,800 and he's a guy that can go 40 plus. He's gone over 40 in two of the last three games. So like he's a guy that can go like 40 plus. Um, Zach Levine can have monster games, and we just watched Van Vliet just absolutely torch this Orlando Magic team. If you're playing 150, you're probably getting some exposure to Levine. If you're playing single entry, he's probably not going to make the cut. Like I, I think that's just kind of what it looks like on this slate. Um, you know. It will be interesting to see, like, I don't think we're going to need, like, a Garrett Temple or anything because I think there's going to be plenty of value on a nine-game slate. So I don't think we, like, end up on, like, him or, like, Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams is going to play a ton of minutes with Otto Porter doubtful. Is he still, like, he was, like, ridiculously cheap. I don't know if he's still ridiculously cheap on FanDuel. Um, Maybe that's where you potentially look at him. Um, on the Orlando side, we love playing Vooch. Vooch is 8,500, but I, I was looking it up before we got started. Um, Chicago allows the fifth fewest fantasy points per game to centers. And I know Vooch is not like your typical average center, but I do think it's very interesting that like his home road splits are, you know, pretty drastic. And he's facing a Chicago team that do we like factor Wignall Carter Jr. out when we're looking at this? Because like he's been one of the reasons why they've been so good defensively. Yeah, maybe so, man. Um, I mean, Vooch at 85, I think the price is right. I think that's that's maybe the reason to take a shot there. Uh I, I'm gonna have to start saving myself from Terrence Ross because you know, but but he's he's very volatile, but his price stays cheap. So I, I don't mind taking shots. I'm I think in a spot with against Chicago, uh, I, I really don't hate it. Um, 
I don't mind Fournier at 62, but I don't feel like he's someone I had to have. Like if it was the last spot or something like that and 6,200 at a shooting guard or a small forward spot, I, I wouldn't hate it. Or shooting guard spot, excuse me. I, I wouldn't hate it, but uh, not completely necessary. I, I, I think I think this game is probably going to be mostly a scratch-off for me. Um, I like the Terrence Ross. If you're playing large field tournaments, he's always someone that needs to be on your radar. He, he just has to – like he's that guy where – he can go out, and if he hits a couple shots, he's going to be looking for the ball. Um, and those are the types <laughs> of guys that, like, you want in your tournament lineups. Um, the other one that I'm just going to throw this guy out there um, is Chum Okoe. This is a first-round draft pick from 2019. Missed the whole season last year. Like, he is super talented. They want him to have, like, an 18- to 22-minute role. All these guys out, Aaron Gordon and out, and like he's gonna have some usage. He had about a sixteen percent usage rate the other night against Toronto. It, there's nothing safe about it, but he's thirty three hundred, and if he can get you twenty fantasy points at thirty three hundred, he's not gonna kill you if you end up on like a Star Strubs type of lineup build. So just wanted to throw him out there. We move on to probably the game of the night: Toronto at Brooklyn, two forty three total. Brooklyn favored by five. Um, OG is really the only injury news that we have in this game. He's out. Let's start with Toronto. I know Van Vliet just like lit it up against the Magic the other night. I have um, I have no problem running him right back um, in this matchup against Brooklyn. Yes, Stevie. Um, <laughs> this, I, I, I mean, this stack is this game as many ways as you can. Just go ahead and say I it, mean, Will. That's no. what you're doing. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I'm looking at the prices and no one on Toronto is overly expensive. Everyone's under 8K. I mean, Siakam's under 8K. Van Vliet's under 8K, barely. Kyle Lowry's under 8K, barely. You got Powell under 7K, barely. But, you know, as as a team, like, you can play two or three guys from, from Toronto and be okay. Uh, somebody in the NBA needs to call up the Toronto Raptors and see – if they can make a deal for Chris Boucher, because I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, they're just, I mean, not playing him. I, I, I thought it, they could play him at least 25 to 30 minutes. And now they've kind of got him capped under 20. You know, maybe I'm missing something. Uh, but Boucher does feel like a tournament play today, Stevie. At 4,500, if he got 20 minutes against Brooklyn, it's possible for him to put up 30 in this spot. He's a guy I'm going to have my pulse on against the Brooklyn Nets from the Toronto Raptors. Like, let's just, like, everybody's under 8K on Toronto, and Durant and Kyrie are both under 10K. So, like, this game is so stackable, and it has a 243 total. Brooklyn, they're playing close, high-scoring games. They're not playing a ton of defense. So, I I think Norman Powell is another guy that we're, we have to be looking at, like, the shot attempts are insane for Norman Powell right now. Um, OG's already ruled out for this game too. So Norman Powell kind of playing like that three role um, for this team right now. And like this dude had a 27% usage rate against Orlando Magic the other night. Um, so I, I think we have to be looking at Norman Powell. Um, I don't know what his price is on FanDuel. At 6,700, I think he is someone we're looking at on DraftKings. Um, he's, he's 64 on FanDuel. And, and Stevie, I mean, we, I, I would be remiss if I did not tell the people to play Aaron Baines today. Like, <laughs> just plug him in. Tr trust me, people. Just plug him in in this spot. Maybe he doesn't get all the way there, but I, I think 25 in this spot is – I, mean, I think you look for 25 to 30. Aaron Baines is on my list as well, along with Chris Boucher. I might even be willing to play them both on DK and FanDuel because he's priced. Now, FanDuel might be a little bit different because, you know, you only get one center there. But I I like both of these guys on this slate, Stevie. Both. Um, I like Duran at 9,600. I like Kyrie at 9,100. Kyrie, um, you know, since returning, he's been fantastic. Um he has at least 25 actual points um, in, what, seven of the eight games since he's returned. So Kyrie, 9,100. Durant, Durant's always someone that, like, can shoot lights out. If if these two guys are going to be the two popular guys, then you take shots on James Harden. Like, they're starting to find the rhythm of playing together. Um, 
I think like if you're playing some of the Toronto side, this is a 243 total. You have to be looking at one of the big three. Um, and that's really it. You can't play Joe Harris. You can't play Jeff Green. You can't play DeAndre TLC. You can't play these guys. You're playing one of the big three from Brooklyn. Um, and you could potentially make an argument for playing two of them um, together in this spot if you think this game's going to be like a 250, 260 shootout. Yeah, for sure. I So here's the thing with Kevin Durant. Um, and, 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 you know, you just kind of have to look at the game logs to see. And, yeah, you, you can look at the uh, the game flow tracker as well. Don't get me wrong. But for this particular point, Kevin Durant doesn't get to 50 because Kevin Durant didn't take 20 shots the last game. Like the guy shot 11 for 13, Stevie, against the Clippers. Yeah. 11 for 13, people. That's 84% from the field. He just didn't take enough shots. I, you know, there's going to be some games where he gets 20 to 25 shots. Even in most of these recent games, Stevie, 21, 26, 19, 13. If he takes 19 shots in the last game, he gets to 50. So, I, you know, I, I like Kevin Durant. I'm with you here at 9,600. Uh, I, I like him probably even a little bit more than Kyrie. Not that Kyrie hasn't been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and Kyrie's taking big shots. But, you know, I, I think maybe they make it a point to try to get KD some shots. Because, look, these guys look at the game logs after the games. They know KD didn't take a whole lot of shots against uh, uh, the Clippers. So I, I I think they get him a little bit more involved here. He's probably going to be my favorite uh, Brooklyn net. And then that that's probably it. O- outside of the big three, I don't think we need to play anyone outside of the big three. Not unless some people start getting ruled out or something. I just, you know, there's yeah, really yeah. no need. Um, Milwaukee at Cleveland, 228 and a half total here. Milwaukee favored by 10. Dova, Love, Nance, out, Sexton, questionable. Um, anything standing out to you for the Bucks? Uh, not particularly. I mean, Drew is still under 8K, uh, but I don't feel like he's someone that I absolutely need on this slate. Um, if, you think, if you think Milwaukee kind of sticks it to Cleveland, Brian Forbes may be a guy that you look at at 3,200, like just – you know, it, you know, he'll probably get close to 20 minutes in a blowout just just to consider it. Not saying he's a slam dunk play, but just just a thought. Uh, and that, that's probably about it. I don't hate Greek. You know, Bobby Porters is usually someone I look at when I think there's going to be a blowout. But I mean, man, he just went nuclear against uh, uh, Indiana in 17 minutes. Don't expect these types of performances. Uh, he, he just had a bunch of, I think, blocks and steals or something like that. But he, he just really got it done. Uh, but that's about it. I don't. I don't really see anyone that I'm clam clamoring to play. Obviously, Greeks always in play. We know he's got the upside. Uh, you know, put up 62 in 31 minutes. But um, I think I'm going to pass on Greek today. I will say, if Bobby Portis gets 25 minutes, he could break the slate. Oh, um, yeah. like he's just he 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 broke the slate with 17 minutes the other night against the Pacers. So like you know. If you're rolling the dice, if you're playing a bunch of teams and like you're looking for a guy just to get like maybe five to 10% of just to, you know, you're probably doubling the field at 5%. Um, so just saying that um, on the Cleveland side of things, like you have to love Drummond here. You have to love Drummond. Like Drummond should crush in this spot, um, assuming that he gets enough minutes and this game stays close enough. He should crush in this spot. I think he put up 60 fantasy points the first time these two teams met earlier this season. Yeah, and, and Stevie. Now, look, I, I do wish he was playing 30 minutes every game. Like, I really wish that was the case. That happens to not be the case. He's around, you know, high 20s, but he's 7,500 on FanDuel today. <laughs> okay. 7,500. I I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I, I, don't, I just I don't know what happened here. Maybe they expect him to get beat really bad. Uh, Cleveland hasn't really gotten blown out too many times this year. I, I don't, I don't know what happened, but I, I think he's a slam dunk player on FanDuel at seventy five. Like, I mean, geez, man, that that's that's incredible. If the he game get, stays, if the game stays remotely close, he crushes at that price. Yes, yes. Uh, you have it's to as simple him. as that. If the game gets out of hand, he's going to play twenty five minutes, and you just hope he doesn't kill you at that price. Well, um, Stephen, even at twenty five, like we've seen him do it though, because he's averaging like what one and a half. Fantasy points per minute almost. Maybe it's probably dropped a little bit since then. Um, but I mean, he's well over fantasy point per minute. If he gets 25 minutes, he could still get 40. And 40 at 7,500 on FanDuel is still going to be fine. I He's a fantastic play, period. Um, Moving right along here. Anybody else? I like 
if you if if Sexton gets ruled out, I think you play Garland. Um, I think he he would be fine at fifty eight hundred if Sexton gets ruled out. Well, then um, Dotson's going to be back and play at three K too. Dotson would be back and play at three K. Um, you know, we'll just have to kind of see how the injury news kind of unfolds. Um, Dotson was getting like twenty five to thirty minutes a night. Um, when Sexton was out the first time. Yeah. Uh, Utah at Charlotte. It's a back-to-back for Utah. We'll be waiting on injury news for them. And then on the Charlotte side of things, um, PJ Washington is out. Um, Terry Rozier is probable. So assuming that LaMelo goes back to the bench and Rozier, you know, starts, um, what are we looking at here for Utah on a back-to-back? Look, man, just get Rudy Gobert your lineups. 7,400. I mean, this is probably about an automatic walking 40 against against my Hornets. Um, so Rudy Gobert would be my favorite. Um, you know, I I think Jordan Clarkson has a, has a really good game in this spot at 5,500. He's a guy I'm going to be looking at in tournaments uh, for sure. And, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is okay. Mike Conley's okay. But those two guys, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gobert, those guys, th- those are some really big-time players in this spot, even on a back-to-back against uh, my Hornets. I hope my Hornets can pull this one off, uh, but I still think, you know, um, these guys have a really big day. I think this game stinks. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I do like the Gobert call. Um, I could see, like, Mitchell and Conley doing well, um, like – I just this game in general for me is like unless some people get ruled out, I'm probably not going to play a ton of this game. Um, Gobert is fine, but we've already talked about like a few centers: Vooch, Drummond, um, Baines is like a value play. So like, I don't even know where like Gobert would like fall on like a list of like my top five centers. Um, so yeah, I look the matchup, but like even if we go to the Charlotte side of things, like Gordon Hayward at 7500 is a guy that, like, I'll play in any matchup, but, like, he's kind of right at that price where, like, yeah, he probably five, maybe five and a half X's, but does he really, like, seven X here? Probably not. You know, Utah's a good defensive team. Um, Maybe a little pep in his step facing his former, you know, the team that drafted him and stuff, but overall, like, LaMelo going back to the bench, 7,100. Graham with Rozier back, 6,600. Like, Rozier, 5,900. He'd probably be the guy that I'd, maybe take a shot on, but overall, Will, I just, I don't like this game. Yeah, maybe a little bit of Miles Bridges. I mean, he shot really well the other night, but, you know, he's going to, I think he's going to pop a little bit, getting some minutes. He should well, still Washington's play. still out, so yeah. Right, yeah, he, he, should, he should still play, you know, 30, 30 to just 32 minutes. And he was already up close to 30 anyway, so I, I think he's at 5,400. I, I, I still like him a lot. There you go. Uh, anything else here from this one? No. Yeah, this is like on nine, ten game slates, I try to cross off a few games, and I feel like I'm going to try to cross off this Utah game and just kind of hope it doesn't go off. Um, you know, also just kind of unless some injury news comes out because it is a back-to-back for Utah. Uh, Washington at Miami, 228.5 total here. Miami favored by 6.5. Um, Thomas Bryant and Raul Nuto um, remain out. Bradley is out. Harkless is out and Leonard's out for Miami. Um, Gordon Drogic is probable. Let's start here with the Washington side of things. Uh, what are we looking at when it comes to the wizards, man? I, I like Russell Westbrook in this spot at nine K. I mean, this feels like a really, really, really beautiful chance to take a chance on, on Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's, he's going to be my favorite play uh, from Washington period. Um, but that's about it. I, I like Beal. Beal at 95, I, I don't hate it. Hachimura, not going to play him. Uh, I, I think it's just Russell Westbrook today, uh, and and that's probably it. I will say one thing about, like, Hachimura here. Um, if he can stay out of foul trouble, they're going to need him to play minutes. Um, like, he was a rebound away from a double-double the other night. He played 35 minutes against Miami. This is, a, like, a repeat game from the other night. He's 5,400. Um they're going to need like Miami doesn't play small. They're going to have um, these guys out there. So Hachimura with Bryant out, he's going to play minutes. So if he could stay out of foul trouble, he shoots better than 27% from the field here. 
he could go 35, uh, 35, 40 potentially. So I don't hate him. Um, I, I think he's someone that is like on my radar. And, you know, obviously we're going to have a ton of plays on this slate. It's a nine game slate. But yeah, I like the Westbrook call. Westbrook at 9K is always in play at that price. Like this dude just went for 70 fantasy points the other night. Um, so like 70 point upside ceiling ish. Um, Westbrook's ceiling is probably closer to like 90. Um, <laughs> like um, probably just probably just too cheap here. Um, yeah, too cheap, man. Too cheap. On the the Miami side of things, like you know, we wanted so much more from Jimmy Butler the other night, like. But, like, let's look into it a little bit more. He took 11 shots. He was two rebounds and one assist away from a triple-double. Um, like, he was – well, he was, like, inches from a 50-plus fantasy point game um, in this same matchup the other night. Game's probably more competitive here with Westbrook. Um, I think even at this price, I think Jimmy Butler would probably be my, like, main play um, from this Miami team. Yeah, man, I, I think you're starting to see a theme here. If you notice, I talked about the fact that I didn't want to play Greek. That's because I just prefer to play Westbrook today at 9K, uh, you know. And, you know, when you look at this, man, the mid-range is going to be where it's at today. I think on this late, Toronto's in the mid-range. KD's under 10K. Butler's under 9K. Westbrook right at, right at 9K. Butler, Butler and Westbrook are basically going to be probably staples of a lineup build, in, in my opinion. Like, you just – you take Westbrook, you take Butler on the other side. I think both of these guys have 50-plus point upside in this spot. Uh, and, Stevie, I think you brought up a beautiful point here. Washington should be, in theory, a lot more competitive in this game than they were the last game. And they still continue to fight even in that last game. Didn't quite get there, but they didn't just roll over and die. So I, I, I like this spot um hopefully Westbrook gets there and uh, helps this team you know uh get get to the end of the fourth quarter and possibly with the win <laughs> uh yeah I think this game's gonna be like I don't know if it's gonna be the highest scoring game on the slate but I think it's like if I had to peg a game that like could potentially go to overtime this would be like top three on the slate I think like I think this is like yeah. one of those games that's gonna be like uber competitive um have like a a playoff feel kind of to it. Um, so like, I think it's, it should be a really fun game. Uh, Minnesota at OKC. Um, Carl Anthony Towns remains out. Russell is questionable. Hernan Gomez is questionable. Culver is out. And then on the Thunder side of things, um, SGA, we're still kind of waiting. Um, so we're going to put him as like questionable. Um, Dort got hurt the other night uh, with like a, it was like a knee injury or something. Um, so like, we're going to put him as questionable and then, you know, George Hill, we know he's going to be out for the next four weeks um, in this one. So the thing that I thought was um, somewhat interesting is like, you know, we, what are we looking at here? Like if SGA misses again, uh, let's start with Minnesota. We'll start with Minnesota first. Um, you know, obviously, Minnesota all depends on D'Angelo Russell. Like, is he going to be playing? Is he not going to be playing? Like, their their whole team depends on, like, on D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, first, yeah, it does. If he's out, can we trust Ricky Rubio's 28 minutes in the last game? I don't know. I, I'm, it's the thunder, I'm, though. Like, I, I'm willing to roll the dice, Will. Yeah, I know. I just I'm, – I'm very unsure. It's like he, he's been hanging around 20 minutes. I mean – He's in play, period. He's 4,600. I mean, I, I think if if Russell's out, Rubio's in play. I think Anthony Edwards is in play at 5,500 in this spot. You know, not saying he's going to go off for 40 like he did a couple games ago. But but I do think he's probably the next guy in line. Uh, and then, you know, you'll have Nas Reed at 54 if he plays. Like, this game could give us some value here. So I, I, I'm willing to wait for this news. This is a news-dependent game probably the most news dependent game we have on the slate. So um, that, that's where I am. If, if the news breaks our way, I like Minnesota and OKC. If it breaks the other way, then, you know, we'll have to kind of reevaluate. I do still think D'Angelo Russell would be in play, but I'm not going to be running to play him. No doubt about it that this game is the biggest like injury news game on the slate. Um, no doubt. Um, and then on the, like, I, I kind of already started like the OKC side of things. Um, the first thing that I want to mention here about the thunder is Al Horford seems 
expensive at 6,100. And I know we have a lot of center plays on this slate. He's not. (laughs) Minnesota allows the most fantasy points per game to centers. Um, He didn't need to play a lot of minutes the last few games because it's been a blowout either way. But this is a guy that, with all these guys out, if this game stays close, maybe gets that 30-minute mark. 30-minute mark for Al Horford is like he's someone that can go for 40-plus in a 30-minute type of game. And Minnesota – like they're five points higher than the next highest team as far as like fantasy points allowed per game to centers this season. So I'm starting with Al Horford because whether or not SGA plays or not does not affect what I think as far as Al Horford goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and for me, if SGA is, in, I, I guess I'll play both sides of the coin on this one. If SGA is in at 7,300, he's a slam dunk play. Uh, if he's out, I mean, man, you get my boy Diallo again, getting big minutes. Now we've got Dort that's that's questionable. I mean, man, you'll get Baisley, you know, who will play big minutes again and possibly take a few more shots, maybe a few more rebounds. Uh, I like this game overall. I like both sides of this game. It doesn't look good on paper in terms of lineup construction because everybody seems to be in the 5K range. And nobody seems to have like 40 point upside. So you probably won't play all of the pieces like you did the other night where they were three and 4K. But I'm telling you, this game should have fireworks written all over it uh, if the injury news breaks our way. Baisley, Horford, uh, Diallo, they should, they'll all be in play. Everybody. <laughs> I'll just name yeah. them all. All of them. Um, <laughs> like the other guy that you have to like look at here is like Kendrick Williams. Like, you know, he played a lot of minutes the other night. He's 3,500. If we get news that, like, SGA is going to be out, like, he's another guy that's on that list. Um, yes. You know, Diallo, his usage is insane. When SGA's off the floor, he's going to play 30-plus minutes at 5,200. You go right back to the well on him. Um, you mentioned Baisley. He was one of the lower-owned guys uh, for some odd reason. Like, I played him on Fandle the other night. Um, yeah, he's 5,100, so, too. Really cheap that day. Yeah, just, like, SGA out, you play everybody. SGA in, you play SGA, you play Horford, and maybe you take shots on, like, Diallo and, um, you know, things like that with with the injury news. Um, with Dort probably not playing, and Hill probably out. So, um, Detroit at Phoenix, no total. Oh, yeah, there is 215.5. Um Phoenix favored by eight and a half in this game. Um, there was news that like D- Derek Rose is okay. Um, like, so I'm guessing he's going to play in this one. And then Jay Crowder um, and Sarge are both questionable. Um, Crowder dealing with like a little bit of a foot injury, but I think Jay Crowder news. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. He really has kind of been out of the rotation recently. He's not been playing like his 30 minute role. So I don't know how much that really matters. Um, let's start here with Detroit. What are we looking at here for the Pistons? Man, listen, you know, we've been targeting uh, DeAndre Ayton for pretty much his whole NBA career. Uh, don't stop now. Mason Plumley, 5,500. He's in play. Look again, another center, Stevie. Uh, but but he is in play. Where's fantasy and- draft? <laughs> like we need five centers on the slate. Come on, fantasy draft. Letting us down. Uh, old sponsor of the pod. Um, Blake Griffin, 5,200. Look, B- Blake hasn't been been the same since this weird injury he had two week two uh seasons ago when when detroit went to the playoffs but i think at 5200 you take a shot jeremy grant finally flashed that upside again uh he rewarded you if you just kind of hung in there with him 38 minutes uh you know put up 44 fantasy points don't hate that in this spot uh and then last but not least did want to mention delon Wright right at 5600 uh, he's a guy has has pretty much been around the 30 minute mark most games recently. Uh, I, I know he kind of dropped off there with some like 27, 23, but they were getting blown out. Uh, so there was no need to push him. Uh, but in, in competitive games, he's been right in the thirties. He's a guy I've got circled today. 5,600. I really like this price. Yeah. I don't mind him. Um, you know, like uh, on the Detroit side, like, most of the season it's been Grant or Plumley, Um, and like that's not changing for me. Um, and then like on the Phoenix side, I love to target centers against Detroit. They're one of the worst teams in the league against centers. DeAndre Ayton is too cheap. Um DeAndre Ayton and like some of these other like centers are are probably the reasons why like you, you don't end on like Rudy Gobert or you don't pay up for like Vooch because like DeAndre Ayton has the same type of ceiling as Vucevic. 
at what 15, 16, $1,700 cheaper. Um, so like Detroit allows the third most fantasy points to centers. Uh, they allow a ton of rebounds to centers. Like this is like a potential 15, 25 game, um, for Deandre Ayton. So I think you have to, you have to look at, you know, a guy like Deandre Ayton against Detroit because he is a center that, you know, can break a slate. Yeah, I, I will say, uh, Devin Booker, seventy five hundred. Between Fanduel, between Fanduel and DK, you're gonna have some drastic different experiences. Uh, but on, on DK, I definitely get. I, I'm not touching him on Fanduel's eighty five hundred. Um, yeah, too high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's another three hundred extra for Vooch. Maybe you, you just take the three hundred dollars and play Vooch. But uh, I. I don't hate Aiton on, on DK. I will say this. I, I would still take Rudy Gobert straight up today over Aiton. I, I, I take the extra 300. I, I really like Gobert in this spot. Uh, Chris Paul has had, you know, crazy upside with Booker out. Had upside against Dallas with Booker back. Um, you know, played against New Orleans. You know, didn't really have the shot. They got he, ran out of the gym. No, no. I know. I know. <laughs> like, and that, that, and that's, what, that's what I was getting to. It just, it just didn't come together for him. It's going to happen. Um, so, you know, he's 7,900. I don't think I need Chris Paul today though, even though the upside has been, you know, phenomenal all in all, I, I don't think I'm going to be playing a whole lot of Phoenix guys against a really bad Detroit team that scares me, but I, I I'm willing to take the fate on most of them, but I am with you. Aiton is definitely my favorite. Uh, we finish it out with the Boston Celtics and the LA Clippers. Um, you know, solid game here. Um, oh, as yes. far as injury news, Patrick Beverly remains out. Marcus Smart is out. Um, <laughs> Jalen Brown knee soreness, um, questionable. Um, that will that will really like determine like how we pr- approach this game because like on the Boston side of things. Like Kimba's already a solid play here because Marcus Smart is out, but you take out Jalen Brown too, and Kimba is probably two thousand dollars too cheap. Um, with all the usage that will kind of flicker down to like him and Tatum. Yeah, man, I'm with you, and you know I hate the fact that we've pretty much got all the news kind of within two hours of each other at the, in the eight o'clock game and the ten o'clock game. So, you know, th- you know, this may be one where you may have to block off a spot and then try to flip a few things around if, if the news breaks your way. Either way, I, 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 for one, Steve, I like really competitive games in DFS, even if the pace may not completely be there. And I'm not saying this is a slow-paced game. I'm just saying in general, people, I think, would kind of get away from this game because it's competitive. Me personally, I like to flock two games when I feel like they're going to be competitive. I'm with you, Kimball Walker at 6,500. If Jalen Brown has to sit here, it's going to be a fantastic play. Obviously, you know, you'll want to play some Tatum. And then, you know, on, on, the, uh, on the same token, you're going to get some of these other guys that may have to play slightly more minutes. Like they may have to squeeze uh, a Javante Green into the lineup or something like that. And he's 3K. You know, maybe he has to play 25 minutes. 25 minutes, Javante Green at 3K, uh, sign me up. He's a guy that will take uh, a few shots. Uh, you know, not sure what they would do with Grant Williams, but, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see and wait for the news. Obviously, we know Tice will be in play, and I still think Tristan Thompson will be in play at 4,400. We saw him flash him upside. 22 minutes against Sacramento, put up 30 fantasy points. Obviously, that was the ideal matchup, but I still like him here at 4,400, and let's hope he can get to 25 minutes rather than 22. You know, okay, so I, while you were um, kind of breaking down the rest of Boston, I really quickly pulled up court IQ just to see, like, what we'd be looking at with Smart and Brown off the floor in case that scenario did happen. 33 minutes for Kimba, 43% usage, 1.68 fantasy points per minute. 34% usage for Jason Tatum, 1.42 fantasy points per minute in 146 minutes. So large sample size for Tatum. Um these guys would be fantastic plays. Um, I like Kimba regardless. I, I like Kimba regardless at the price. But man, if we get news that like Brown sits here with this knee soreness thing, um, you load up on, you load up on Kimba and Tatum. You you know, and you potentially even look at like Teague. Um, as much as I don't want to, I, I you know what? I don't want to play Teague. I'm not going to play Teague. Like even if Brown is out, I'm not going to play Teague because. You just 
there's so much value on this slate that I don't think you're going to need Jeff Teague and you can't trust Jeff Teague to do anything. Um, you know, so <laughs> let's go Clippers side. This could be a competitive game. Like you said, will Kawhi 8,800 Paul George 8,700. Um, like you have to like the prices here. You, oh, you really gosh. do. Kawhi Jesus. is averaging like 52 fantasy points at home this season. Um, 8,800 against Boston. Paul George, another guy that has just been fantastic this season. Like, you're your hammers. Like, this game is an easy hammer game. Um, like, you know, yeah, maybe a few pieces in that Detroit-Phoenix game, but, like, this is your hammer game. Let, standalone 10 o'clock game, this is your hammer game. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I like Kawhi Leonard. I mean, Stevie, 8,800 for Kawhi. Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. This, to, to me, this is just like playing Westbrook at 9K. Like, you just, you just take it. And, and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, fantastic price. I don't feel like I have to play Paul George at 8,700. Like, the, I don't feel like he's a must. But once again, competitive game. Like, if this game's competitive, you could easily play Kawhi, uh, Paul George, and Kimba, and Jason Tatum, possibly, especially if you take the value center out and play a Baines or play a Boucher, you know, and mix in a little Javante Green at 3K. Don't want to boost him up too much because I don't know how the, the lineup's going to shake out, but he feels like someone that would get 25 minutes in his spot uh, if if Smart and Brown sit, which is why I'm kind of talking about him. But uh, I, I like this game, Stevie. If the news breaks our way, I, I definitely think this is a spot where you can get some stack action, a little bit of late-night hammer, as you spoke of. I just the, the, like – We've we've said like overall there's like people that are underpriced on this slate. So like the slate, the pricing is a little soft and they they have some huge tournaments on DraftKings on Friday. Um just in general. So like just because we're saying a lot of people are underpriced, look at the pricing. Like there's some people that are overpriced, but there are a lot of people that are underpriced on this slate. Um and Kim so, was underpriced on FanDuel. He's fifty seven hundred, same ooh. price he was against Golden State, if he gets 30 minutes, just <laughs> he's have to play him, man. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll ship it off. Um, maybe we'll give our Super Bowl picks here. But um, Oh, yeah, I, I got mine ready to go. <laughs> all right, favorite play under 5K to 7X. Well, who do you got? Uh, man, I, I'm going to take a guy. Look, this is somebody I'm, I'm going – I, I'm going to save this one for, for let's get weird. Not not going to run him. Um, <laughs> give me uh, under five. He really is my favorite play. Okay, I found somebody. Give me Ricky Rubio. I'm going to take Rubio at 46, even without the news. All right. I'm going to go Aaron Baines. I like it. We talked like about it. like a yep. ton of centers, but <laughs> he's one you don't want to forget about, man. Center is playing 30 minutes against Brooklyn. Like Jesus, this dude, boy, this dude's oof. playing 30 minutes a night ever since they moved him into the rotation. Um, and like, Incredible. Is, uh, I just think you have to, you have to kind of like him in this spot. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who do you got here? Who's your bust? Who's busting? Man, I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm going to take Greek today. All right. I like that one. Um, I'm going to go Bam. Like, I, I think he was my Bam next has, choice, actually. I, I think he has like solid upside, but like we see a, a definite um, difference in like Bam with and without Butler. And uh, when Butler kind of eating up that usage. Uh, favorite 6X play, who do you got, Will? Russell Westbrook, 9K. Sign me up. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I'm gonna go Kimba Walker. We yeah, and we yeah. we talked about him a lot, and I, I think with or without Brown at this price, he's a guy that can go six x here. Uh, let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Here it is, Stevie Chris Bobby Boucher. Give it to me. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. <laughs> um, man, I okay. So the more I like think about this slate the more I really think this guy is going to be low owned, And like this guy is usually not like a let's get weird GPP play of the day type of material, but I'm going to go James Harden. I really don't think like there are so many plays in the eight and nine K range today. He's not high on today, Steve. I I can, we can book that right now. Like not high on. 
he's the ultimate tournament play today, right? Like he can go for 70, even with Kyrie and, and Durant out there, this yeah. game's going to be uber competitive with a ton of high, like ton of scoring, like dull. And like the best thing about James Harden today, outside of his price is the little red number next to his price tag <laughs> with everybody else being green in this range. Um, yeah. So I, I really like, the more I think about it, the more I really like James Harden on this slate. And I'll eat those words later, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, um, he's, he's low on, guaranteed. <laughs> Let's um, game selection. Anything stand out to you on FanDuel or DraftKings today? Yo, I, listen, I'm not always trying to give out the um, the the high stakes man, but but FanDuel on this slate tonight, one million dollar alley oop. 200k to first, 1500 buy-in. I know, but uh, I I like this contest that that they have running. So uh, be, be be on the lookout for that one. But I I just I, I like high stakes, high payouts. <laughs> no, I, I you know I, I like it. Um, also on Fanduel, make sure you're checking out the single entry series, uh, five dollar tournament for the RG tournament even if you've kind of missed it a few times this week you got three more shots at it friday saturday sunday so take yes, advantage of that. yes uh take advantage of that um i've been i've went high stakes so many times this this week um i'm gonna go see what do we got on DraftKings lower stake um hold on one second i w- i was not prepared i, I will admit it i'm not permit <laughs> i'm not prepared all right, so I'm going to go low stakes. You know, maybe you're grinding, um, you know, some single entry stuff on DraftKings. You're trying to build a bankroll. The $2 elbow shot, um, like maybe this is your range. You know, I appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast, whether you're playing thousands of dollars a night, whether you're playing $20 a night. So hopefully we're helping you either way. The elbow shot on DraftKings is a $2 single entry tournament. It pays 23% of the field, top 10, under 30%. This is a good bankroll building with upside. You can turn $2 into 500 bucks. Um, finish in the top 30, you're going to 10 extra money. And if you're playing, you know, $5 to $20 a night, you 10 extra money, like you're solid. That's a good bankroll builder. You can learn how to kind of build um single entry stuff so give the elbow shot a chance um over there on dk if you're looking for a lower stakes tournament and you're one of our smaller grinders uh will finish this out here favorite over under or against the spread anything standing out to you night before man i i was hoping that i would find find some details uh that that i really like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to the end of the night we've got 221 and a half in the uh celtics clippers game uh, I'm, I'm actually going to take the under on that. Still think the game is very competitive, uh, but I'm going to take the under on uh, Celtics Clippers at 221 and a half. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I, you know, I, I want I want the Timberwolves and the Thunder line, but there's too many questionable injuries there. I I we this is the first game we talked about, so it was a long time ago. But I, I think the pace in the the Pacers Pelicans game is like super sneaky. And the the Vegas total is not reflecting that at two twenty six and a half. So I'm going to take the over um, in that game. I, I really think that, like I said, both these teams playing in the top ten in pace. The Pelicans look way better now that like Stan Van Gundy's letting this team play like how it's kind of designed. Let's be honest. Um, so I, I like the over in that one. Uh, Will who wins Super Bowl? What do you got? Taking the Patriots. The Patriots. Not the Patriots. Jeez, the Buccaneers. Guys, I can't get Tom Brady out of that red, white, silver, and blue. But uh, I'm taking the Patriots, man. I, uh, I Look, nothing against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I like I like Patty Mahomes. But I, I think I, I think too many people are on, on Kansas City here. Buccaneers at home. Uh, been playing here all year. I, I think I think, you know, Tom Brady wants to prove a point. Uh, I think risk it or no biscuit wants to prove a point. Bruce Arians, I think I think the Buccaneers get it done here, man. I, I just that, that's my gut feel on it. So I'm taking the Bucks straight up. Uh, yeah, you're crazy. Um, I, I think I, I said this yesterday. Um, Dre asked me. I, I like the Chiefs, man. 
Like, well, you just so, don't like Tom Brady. <laughs> no, I, I love I love the fact that he's not in silver and blue anymore. No, I, right? I know, um, I know, I know. Listen, Tom Brady, un, undoubtedly one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I'll give him all the respect in the world. I just this team's too fast, and like, okay, the Bucks have a ton of weapons. Like, they got Godwin, they got Evans. It sounds like Antonio Brown's gonna play. You got playoff Fournette. But like the speed, the speed, like that's what that's why this team's so good. Like Patrick Mahomes has a cannon. Tyreek Hill is so fast. Like the, they just have, and then like Kelsey is just so consistent. It sounds like Sammy Watkins is gonna play. That helps the team. Ceh has a couple weeks to get healthy. Like I don't know, man. I, I think and like you know DFS wise, this game's super interesting. Um, because Demarcus Robinson is going to have that COVID-19 next to his name all week. And like, I think he has to test positive one or two more days. So like DFS wise, like he's a super interesting option because like the people are so people started building Super Bowl lineups a week ago and there's going to be what, maybe 10 to 20% of these large field tournaments where these teams are not even going to be touched on Saturday and Sunday. Well, look, here's all I got to say. Everybody has made glowing arguments for the Kansas City Chiefs, and nobody's making glowing arguments for the Bucks at home. Uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think Tom Brady and the Bucks are going for the mic drop here, and that, that's, that's how I feel about it. I'm, just, I'm taking the Bucks, man. I just, the question I is, I, Will, the question is, if Brady wins this game, does he retire? Does he go out? Like, no, he- he's not retiring. And, like, and the, the problem is he should like if i won this game i would say but should man, he like he's gonna have if he comes back to tampa he has all these options again why why would you retire <laughs> like, man, retire on top like oh. leave leave out on a high note pull your best peyton manning and just get out of dodge go back to the patriots sign there on a one-week deal and retire a patriot and be done with it but you know tom has already said he wants to play to 45 uh, I, I think he's going to. He's keep... crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 he is. But I listen, people. Uh, I, I'm, I'm taking the bucks. Period. I hope it works out for you, man. Um, it's going to be a fun fact, game. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call the score on this one right now. Uh, Thirty-one twenty-seven bucks. Like, let's just let's just be honest about something. This game's going to be way better than last year's Super Bowl. Oh, um, absolutely. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. I won't argue with you there. Won't argue All right, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Um, you know, it is, a, it is a company holiday on Monday, but we'll be back with the morning grind on Monday. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again on Monday.